online. Buzz.bournemouth.ac.uk For Bournemouth and beyond, this is Buzz. Hello everyone and welcome back to Endless Entertainment with me, Jordan. And me, Ewan. We've got some really great pieces in store for you today and I'm confident there's going to be something in here for everyone. To kick things off, we have the big question of the week and there is some essential tips and tricks on becoming a streamer. And then we have this week's edition of Movies You Must Watch Before You Die, followed by some great German films to add onto your list. We have then exciting news about Spider-Man, Black History Month and the impact on the film industry and then an exclusive interview with Hannah Burtwell, a 15-year-old singer. It's an action-packed show today, Jordan. So for this big, this week's big question, we asked you, the listeners at home, which entertainment platform you prefer? We had two giants of the industry going head-to-head this week, YouTube versus Netflix. The results have shown us that Netflix is the favourite, with 100% of the vote going to Netflix. Jordan, what do you prefer? Well, I've always had a Netflix subscription for the longest time, but I don't actually use it that much. I would actually prefer to use, uh, to use YouTube. Um, I prefer the content on YouTube and I don't find myself going on Netflix that much. What type of stuff do you watch on YouTube? Because I kind of only really watch gaming videos and stuff like that. So what what do you watch that k- kicks it over the edge for you for, from Netflix? Well, of, of course I watch some gaming YouTube uh, gaming YouTubers. I like watching documentaries on YouTube. Uh, just anything from the featured page, really. Anything for me. Um, I like watching that. Just a broad range, which Netflix doesn't have. Fair enough. I, I, I prefer Netflix just because I think the, the quality of content is slightly higher. Um, uh, the, the David Attenborough documentary, for example, The Last Dance by Michael Jordan, that was absolutely exceptional and I watched that over the summer. I'm five foot eight and I wanted to become a basketballer after watching that, so that tells you something. Um, yeah, that, that and, and it's got Stranger Things, so anything with Stranger Things wins it for me. There's always the cost associated with Netflix as well, though. Uh, yeah, I know, but if I'm paying seven five ninety nine and I'm only getting Stranger Things, I'm happy. So I'm not too fair worried. enough. Fair enough. Um, but with YouTube, uh, it, it's part of the streaming, and streaming is gradually taking over as a dominant medium for many audiences. Uh, platforms such as Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer all have some extremely popular streamers who go live on their sites. Obviously, this is going to influence the audiences of these streams and encourage them to become uh, and perhaps start their own stream. Uh, what is your experience with streaming, Jordan? I personally watch quite a lot of Twitch streamers on a consistent basis and I find myself going on the site more than YouTube sometimes as well. Um, They're always fun to watch and I think they're quite accessible and being able to actually chat with the streamer is quite nice. Kieran, one of our reporters, has a passion for gaming and he frequently streams himself playing as well, which is great. Here's his tips and tricks for new streamers. Over the last couple of years, streamers have become more and more popular, so today I'm going to be going through some do's and don'ts for new streamers. Starting with the do's, probably the most cliche piece of advice I can give you, but it's have fun. I know you're probably wondering why it's on the list, but because it, it's so obvious, but when someone isn't enjoying themselves on their own stream, you can see in their face, you can see they're not having fun, which in turn means that as a viewer, you don't enjoy it with them, because they aren't enjoying it themselves. You have to play games that you enjoy, and I know a lot of uh, like videos out there, a lot of uh, people out there say, oh, don't play, don't play games that have a high amount of viewers already, because it's gonna be so hard to notice you, but if you're enjoying it, then you should play that game. If you're playing a game because it doesn't have viewers, but you don't, you're not overly interested in the game, like it's gonna be so obvious and people aren't gonna wanna stick with you. So make sure that you're playing a game that you enjoy, that you like, and that's how you're gonna get yourself active. And when viewers come in and see you, they're gonna have fun with you. So Steven or Northwolf, as he goes by, told me about his main do for streaming next. 
see, two hours a week times that by five, that's 10. I, I spend about 11 to 12 hours actually streaming a week. Mm-hmm. A lot of my work that I do is behind the scenes. So I'm either working on my stream deck or I'm working on new content or I'm trying to network and talk to people and literally just spend time in other people's channels just to say hello. And, you know, a lot of what people uh, do incorrectly, in my opinion, is that they go into someone else's channels like yourself or mine, Mm -hmm. and then they're like, hey, I'm streaming such and such game, or I'm playing this game, or I'm playing that game. And that's, no, that's not that's not how you network. That's called self-promotion. That doesn't count. Yeah. No, I think that just annoys people more, doesn't it, actually? I think if anyone comes into a stream and does that, it gets on my nerves. Yeah, it's 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 not about that. It's it's literally giving back to the community. So, like, when I talk to people and when I stream, I, I really talk about, not myself, I talk about the game or what are you mm-hmm. doing or ask questions and how's your day. It's like, it's not... It's not supposed to be about yourself, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, you could talk about each other's streams and stuff offline, but when you talk mm-hmm. about someone's streams while they're live, that's just you know not proper etiquette, in my opinion. Yeah, no, um, I do. I think that's um something that people don't often see when they want to start out streaming is that all the stuff you have to do behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Like, it's not about just sitting and streaming for like ten hours a day every day. No, because that's like it's not going to get you very far no it won't get you very far so there we have it if you want to get into streaming those are the top twos and don'ts from myself and from north wolf i hope you guys enjoy streaming and remember it's a learning curve you're not going to be the best straight away just take your time with it and make sure you have fun there we have it uh kieran and his friend steven giving you some great advice if you're looking to start streaming if you want to do it why not just go for it back now we have our feature uh movies to watch before you die uh, Jordan and I are both going to be giving you uh, suggestions this week, so let's just get straight into it. Jordan, what is your first suggestion for a movie you must watch before you die? Now, I know you haven't heard of this one, Ewan, but my first suggestion is Shutter Island. Here's a quick clip to preview it. You are hereby required to surrender your firearms. We are duly appointed federal marshals. But during your stay, you will obey protocol. Gentlemen, welcome to Shutter Island. Marshal Daniels? Doctor. So this female prisoner, Rachel Solando, escaped sometime in the last 24 hours. She considered dangerous? You could say that. So Shutter Island is a psychological thriller and it's starring Leonardo DiCaprio, so you know it's going to be a good one. Um, As you watch the film, you kind of... The viewer's eyes kind of gradually get opened the more you see it. And the more detail you uncover, the darker and deeper you um, understand the film. And by the end of the film, there's an unexpected surprise that awaits the viewer, and it's going to be sure to shock you. What's on your list this week, Ewan? That sounds great, Jordan. Uh, First on my list is Superbad, uh, another absolute classic. It's got Jonah Hill in it. I'm a big Jonah Hill stan. I absolutely love him. I think he's incredible in it. Uh, Seth Rogen writes it with his friend, and it's, it's an incredible movie. It takes me back to being 15 or 16 and just doing these stuff. It is exactly what it is like being a teenage boy. It's unbelievable. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, here's a quick clip to get you in the mood. Seth's parents were throwing this party, like a get-together, cocktail casual. Wow. And then we went to a nightclub. Who got in? We got right in. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you would have loved it. Get my brand new fake ID. 
Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? Doesn't even have a first name, it just says McLovin! This guy's either gonna think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. I am McLovin. Oh, I hope that gets you in the mood. Um, what is next on your list, Jordan? My second suggestion for you would be The Purge 2. I think this is an absolute classic film that you need to watch. Um, I'd actually recommend it over the first one, funnily enough, because I found the first one quite boring. You don't really need to watch the first one either. The second one kind of gets you into it in the deep end, but you also know what's going on. It's, full, it's packed full of action from start to end, and it's actually quite scary at parts. Um, it's wrapped up in the final scenes, so you get some closure. But um, yeah, here's a final, here's an iconic sound from the film. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Those are my suggestions for the week, Ewan. Uh, what else have you got for your final suggestion? So I've got uh, Django Unchained. Uh, I'm going to get you right in the mood straight away with a quick clip. What's your name? Django. Then you're exactly the one I'm looking for. Hey, no sale. Oh, very well. Please, no! When I hear the trumpets if I were you, I'd take that winter coat. Again, an absolute classic. This one's got uh, Jamie Foxx and Christoph Waltz as the lead actors, and they are just sensational in it, both of them. It's got another cameo by Jonah Hill um, in it, and he's it, it's quick cameo, so I can't really talk much about it, but it's Jonah Hill again. Uh, there's Leonardo DiCaprio in it as well, and he does an exceptional job in this film. Uh, all round, I just think it's I just think you've got to watch it uh, before you die. And Jordan, if you thought that this list can get any better, you are going to be pleasantly surprised. This week, we have got some great films from Germany to add to the list. From sci-fi to comedy, Katerina is going to talk us through her favourites. First of all, I have for you a brilliant parody of Star Trek with a bit of Star Wars woven into it. Traumschiff Surprise, Periode 1. It is a bit of a nod to Star Trek Enterprise, so all fans of that watch out now. So in the year 2054, humanity has settled the planet Mars, but then 250 years later their existence is threatened by an evil regulator. All hopes are then on Traumschiff Surprise's crew, Captain Koch, Mr. Spock and Chief Engineer Schrotti. Schrott meaning rubbish or scrap metal in German, so we sort of know what that is supposed to mean for the future of the mission. That crew is however preparing for a beauty contest, kind of. Nonetheless, they set off quite reluctantly on the journey, travelling through time to under the settlement of humans on Mars. In the film, we get figures comparable to Mr. Spock, Darth Vader and a lot more. So definitely worth watching for all science fiction fans and for those who just want to have a bit of fun. Let's continue with a film that is particularly popular amongst young people. Fuck your Goethe. It's a brilliant comedy and just enjoyable to watch. The Kruxeki Müller is released from prison and is looking forward to collecting the prey of his last rage. The only pity is that his girlfriend buried the money on a crown where the gym of the Goethe school was constructed a bit later. So, what should he do? He then decides to apply to be a supply teacher to get to the money, and it is nearly a miracle how he manages to even bring the most chaotic class ever under control. Not really pedagogically valuable, to be fair, but he does indeed impress the trainee teacher Lizzie. But we should not forget why he's teaching students at that school, because during one night he goes hunting for the prey and the story takes its course. And I'm just going to stop here to avoid any spoilers. Ziki Müller. Ich hörte, Sie werden diese Woche entlassen. Kommt gerade frisch aus dem Knast. 
Und hat jetzt nur ein Ziel. Wo ist die Kohle? Habe ich vergraben. Aber da gibt es leider ein winziges Problem. Also on my radar for German comedy films is nichts zu verzollen. Literally translated, nothing to declare. Ja, exakt. Ich werde alles dafür tun, um die Invasion der Camemberts in mein Land zu verhindern. So kurz vor der Öffnung der Grenzen kommt ihr antifranzösischer Dienst einfach sehr schlecht an. Antifranzösisch? Ich? Nein, ich bin der frankophilste Belgier des Kindes. So the director Danny Boone, who's also a protagonist in the film, manages to pull out all the stops of a good comedy film. It is about a francophobic immigration officer from Belgium, and he enjoys spending his time making the life of his French colleague very, very difficult. However, that French colleague endures all the attacks and needling with a cherubic patience. The reason for that? Well, he's quite in love with the sister of the Belgian officer. But the Belgian officer does not have a clue at all about the affair. And when the Belgian officer and the French officer are forced to work very, very closely, conflicts are pre-programmed. So this film literally lives by one hilarious punchline after the other. Back to the studio. If I'm able to find any of those, I'm, I'll be sure to give them a watch. They sound great, Katharina. Thank you. See now, Jordan, I don't know about you, but I am a huge Marvel fan and an even bigger Spider-Man fan. So the fact Sony and Marvel have sorted out their differences is amazing for me. Are you a big Marvel fan? I am a big Marvel fan and surprisingly, super, super, uh, Spider-Man films are my favourite. I'd say my favourite is Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. I know it's controversial, but... Yeah, that's my favourite one. That is very controversial. Anyway, uh, we've just had some great news confirmed this week that Spider-Man 3 is starting to film, so we sent Maximus to find out more. More news about Spider-Man 3 has dropped over the past couple of weeks, with multiple reports saying Andrew Garfield, who played the role in 2012's The Amazing Spider-Man and 2014's The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Tobey Maguire who played the role of Peter Parker in 2002's Spider-Man, 2004's Spider-Man 2 and 2007's Spider-Man 3, otherwise known as the Sam Raimi trilogy, are set to the return to the big screen in some way, shape or form in the upcoming sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home. So to become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? Do me a favor. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Just stay close to the ground. You're the Spider-Man from YouTube. So what does this mean for Tom Holland's Spider-Man? Well, he is staying in the role. He's very secure in the role, having previously encouraged Sony and Marvel to continue working together despite a brief falling out over negotiations over picture deals between the two companies in the past year. It's also been confirmed that Jamie Foxx's Electro from the previous Amazing Spider-Man universe will feature in the new movie, whilst Willem Dafoe's first edition of the Green Goblin is also rumoured to be featuring in the new film. Everyone in this city is going to know how it feels to live in my world. A world without power. A world without mercy. A world without Spider-Man. And everyone will be able to see me for who I truly am. And who are you? In terms of allies, Tom Holland's Spider-Man will not only be potentially teaming up with the previous Spider-Man, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange is also set to feature in the new film in a mentor role to Peter Parker, similar to Iron Man in Spider-Man Homecoming and Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home. 
I spoke to Guilherme Costa Cruz, Marvel movie fanatic and film study student, to ask his thoughts on the rumours and theories surrounding this new Spider-Man film. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? Oh. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, look. As Maximus said, he interviewed Guilherme Costa Cruz to find out more about Spider-Man 3. Jamie Foxx's Electro is going to feature in the film. How do you think he's going to tie in with that? Tie in with that? Well, um, with the inclusion of uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange hmm. and um, his next film being titled... Um, the Multiverse of Madness. The Multiverse. Um, I 100% um, think that he's going to be a main component of Electro being included in the film because you know multiverse and he can open portals to different yeah, dimensions absolutely yeah um and obviously there are rumors now surfacing that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield the two previous Spider-Men could be possibly be making a return in the third Spider-Man film to feature the new actor Tom Holland um what do you make of these theories how do you think they could uh, possibly fit into the multiverse into Marvel Cinematic well, um, the report uh, the report broke by a fandom wire hmm. and it was said that um minor spoilers that there will be uh, be a component in the third act so they won't necessarily be um at the beginning of the film they'll be more sort of a, like the portals moment in that end game when hmm. all the heroes came back um yeah. portals and everything so i think it'll just be that Doctor Strange will say, "Okay, um, you've got a lot of villains to fight. I'll get, I'll get some, you know, some other Spider Men who yeah. know how to fight these villains from uh, different dimensions, and that's that's how it's going to play out, I reckon." So, can you possibly see uh, the likes of famous Spider Verse characters such as Spider Ham, Spider Noir, Spider Gwen? Uh, can't remember the other ones. Miles Morales potentially Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Uh, could you potentially see them having a part to play in this new multiverse film? Um, no, I don't think so. Definitely not. There will just be too many uh, Spider-Man and audiences. Yeah. And, and I that the multiverse as well, um, it involves obviously a lot of Green Goblin's quite central to the to the idea of the Spider-Verse. Hmm. Uh, or he has been in the past in certain issues of, of where they've sort of got, got into the, the Spider-Verse. Um, yeah. Could you possibly see Green Goblin featuring in this Spider-Man film? That's a good question, actually, because um, Phantom Wire, Phantom Wire, sorry, they said that um, one of the villains that uh, will feature in the film will be Green Goblin. Yes. And was that one portrayed by Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, it's uh, going to be the Willem Dafoe one. That's why they're going to bring in Tobey Maguire, because yeah. he knows how to beat him. So that's how that sort of will play out narratively. So Now, October is a big month nationally, as it is Black History Month. Obviously, slightly more poignant this year with what happened over the summer amid the Black Lives Matter protests. The lack of diversity and people of colour in TV and film has brought an interesting discussion about the underrepresentation of ethnic minorities in TV throughout the past years. Fasia's got you covered with this one. The march towards increasing cast diversity in TV and film productions has been slow but steady. The lack of diversity is generally evident in areas such as film, broadcast television and digital television. 
people of colour remained unrepresented among all actors in 2018 and 2019 films and television shows. There are statistics from film act accounts by race and gender showing a staggering amount of 614 white actors on set in comparison to the 86 black actors, the 41 Latinos and the 32 Asian actors with only two out of 10 of those lead roles being people of colour. So this had sparked a conversation from not only black and ethnic minority actors but also white actors discussing discussing how when they show up on set they would like to see actors and the crew and the whole group look like the world they walk around in every day essentially stressing that it's up to the tv productions to make sure that your crew looks like the world that we see Fazia had some very important points there and we should all be thinking about this and how we can contribute to the change to finish off today, we have got something very exciting for you. Uh, we managed to score an exclusive interview with a young singer originally from Bournemouth. Hannah Burtwell is just 15 years old and released her latest single, Forget, yesterday on all platforms. Jacob Tyson spoke to her today to find out more. Today we're joined by a special guest. We've got Hannah Burtwell on the show. Hannah, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. So it must have been an exciting couple of days for you uh, with you dra- dropping your latest single, Forget. Walk us through the track yeah. and how it came about. Well, I started writing it about this time last year and yeah, it's quite different to my other songs because I just, I was in the studio and I was like, you know what, today I just want to write quite a slow song instead of like all my other ones quite upbeat. And then I just started writing and this is what came out. Oh, actually I was in the studio with a producer called Anthony Truman and he came up with like all the chords and then I was... Like he helped, I kind of, kind of thought of the ideas of the lyrics and because I can't word things right, he would like help me put the right words into what I was saying into the right words. Does that make sense? Yeah, so um, yeah, as you said, it is quite different, this latest single to uh, 20 yeah. songs, Petty. So what sort of route do you think you're going to go down? Do you think you're going to follow sort of the slower route or do you prefer sort of more poppy sound? I think I'm just going to do a mix because I quite like, I like doing like quite poppy, upbeat songs, but then every now and again, I think doing quite like ballads or quite slow ones. I just like doing them. I was just going to ask what, what sort of your biggest musical influences are, sort of who, who you listen to, who you uh, love to like, be on the same level as or same style as. Well, when I first started writing, I've really like I always listened to Ariana Grande, so I think that's who I mainly. That was my main influencer, or who I was influenced, yeah. But then, um, and then I listened to a lot of Ed Sheeran, and that's who I kind of listened to. But then, with Forget, when I started writing Forget, I li- I listened to a lot of like Georgia Smith, and like songs that like that. But then, I don't know, otherwise I just listen to like a range of stuff. Like, I just have a playlist with literally everything on and I just listen to that. Obviously you've, um, you've also done some Christmas songs and I saw your, are you re-releasing one of them soon? Yeah, um, so I released, I released it last year, but I kind of released it on the 18th of December, so it's quite close to Christmas. And then 
So this year, I've got a vi I'm having a video for it, and I've re-recorded it, and it's being released sometime in November. That is very exciting. And is there anything else upcoming soon that we should be excited for? Well, I did. So I was working with someone from India on a progressive house track. They messaged me and was I and asked if I can write the lyrics to go with the backing, their backing. So I think that's going to be coming out soon. Well, that's brilliant. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, hopefully we'll see big things from you in the not too distant future. Yeah. That was very exciting, Jacob, especially a singer from Bournemouth. You don't see that very often. Well, that's all from us, me and Ewan from Entertain Endless Entertainment today. We hope you enjoyed, and be sure to share this around with your friends. You got anything else to say, Ewan? Oh, I had a great time. Uh, all very interesting. I'll be sure to check out uh, Shutter Island and The Purge 2, uh, and hopefully they are what you say they are. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, brilliant show today. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you soon.